to me, I just want to get the stuff out there sooner. With the other stuff that I'm doing, it just takes way longer than I want to to get the full album out there, always. That's Nelly Brosh. I'm Jamie Green, and this is Trading Force. Everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I know it's been a while. Things have been crazy. I am your host, Jamie Green. We've got a really special guest on today. You know, I'm a guitarist at heart. I love music. I play a little piano, play a little bass, but uh, my true love on music is the guitar. So anytime I can sit and talk to a fabulous guitarist, somebody who's a lot better than I am on the guitar, uh, it's a real treat for me. So today's guest is Nilly Brosh, and, and we're going to get to Nilly in a second because there's so much to talk with her, but before I do that, got to uh, several show announcements. First and foremost, this podcast is going to go on a twice a month schedule. So on the first of the month, which is today, May 1st, and the 15th, you will get a new episode. But I am done doing you know, a weekly podcast. It is, it's just too much. The day job is really busy. I'm playing out a ton, which is good. Life seems close to normal from pre-COVID times. So I just, I don't have the bandwidth people. And one of the things I really wanted to do with this podcast is make it fun and also make it interesting and also have the quality be good. That's it. So this obviously is Nilly Brosh today. I already have the other one in the can. Another person that came on my radar because of Nam. Her name is Anastasia Elliott. Anastasia will be on May 15th. Okay. Also, got to give a shout out to my nephew who was born on this day, 35 years ago. Matthew, I know he listens to the podcast, so happy birthday, Matthew. I have no idea how you're 35, brother. That happened way too quick. All right, so let's talk about Nilly Brosh. Nilly Brosh, born in Israel, moved to Boston, Massachusetts when she was 12, got way in. Well, she was already into music, apparently, before she got here, but then, you know, she found Nuno Betancourt in Extreme and a bunch of other stuff. She played it with her brother in a band. It's Her brother's a guitarist as well. She has performed with Danny Elfman at Coachella. She's done all kinds of cool stuff. Right now, she calls Las Vegas, Nevada home. And she's got two new singles coming out on May 10th. And we're going to talk all about the two new singles, her life in Nevada, growing up in Israel, and much more. So let's go ahead and get started. Here's my conversation with Neely Brosh. Okay, well, thanks so much for coming on Trading Force. It's it's such a pleasure thanks to talk to you. Me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so great. You know, you would think that you would be the first ever Israeli guitarist that I've ever interviewed, but I actually interviewed Oz Noy a few years oh, ago, and he's great. He's awesome. I love yeah. Oz. Yeah, he's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, but he's he does something kind of completely different. He's, I mean, he does a little bit of the fusion stuff, but he's mm-hmm. you know rooted in jazz, where you're a rock player, mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got your brother. Um, this could be a trivia question that nobody would ever get right. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think some people will get it right, depending Just on nerds the like me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, hey, you know, if if it weren't for people who care that deeply, we wouldn't be here, right? So Absolutely. Yeah. So you've got a new album out and you kind of touched my heart because you said that you love melodies and I, I am a total melody junkie. And I, mm. the, the one thing, and I, I always, I don't speak badly about music or musicians, especially publicly. I won't do it. Cause I just think it's poor taste, but 
um the way to turn me off a song is not have a good melody like melody is so important so let's talk a little bit about you, this new album's coming out um and it's new two, tracks two, sing two singles this two singles time. Uh, okay and yeah and they'll be part of a of a full album uh that's in the works but song for hope and lavender mountain i got to hear them a couple of them. beautiful thank you thank you yes yeah, so hopefully the the uh focus on the melody conveys <laughs> absolutely uh, itself through the songs um but yeah you know the idea behind the release of the two of them back to back uh song for hope is coming out may 9th and then uh lavender mountains may 10th is just the thought that came to my head which felt like they needed to be listened to in sequence and since they're not part of a bigger album right now um you know i wanted to make sure that that hits a certain way and so that seemed like the easiest way to do it so Release that's one first and then follow it with the other this seems to be the way of the world these days though mm -hmm. correct because it used to be you know the album drops 10 tracks whatever right. 9 or 10 or 11 and that's it but now it's like you're you're teasing these things because mm -hmm. I know and I, I assume that we'll talk about this anyway because I, I assume you having a Boston background mm. um extreme is doing this oh right. yeah and they're just doing one and then they did two at a time and, and this yeah. is so is it the calculus because nobody has an attention span anymore is that why we do this now <laughs> I I you know what I I I can't speak for others and I didn't know that extreme was gonna come out with two songs on the same day and I was like yes you know I mean not really that hard to get me excited about that to begin with but I I it was a funny coincidence um to me I just want to get the stuff out there sooner and okay. with the other stuff that I'm doing it just takes way longer than I want to to get the full album out there always um regardless of how fast I think I can work <laughs> or or finish it up or whatever and so especially with these two going together I just wanted to get it out there to the listener as quickly as possible and they've they feel overdue if anything I mean these are these were written during the pandemic and and you know again juggling a lot of different things has stopped me from getting them there quicker yeah it's been really interesting how people um handled the pandemic from a creative mm -hmm. standpoint yeah um, i've had some artists is like i do not want to talk about this because yeah. i've lived it and it sucked yeah. and i've had other people's like yeah. right and then i've had other people who are like this has been really a creative time for me because mm -hmm. my world stopped and i was really able to focus yeah or my creative side not having to worry about touring or stuff so what was it like yeah. for you it was more of the latter you know just because I had time um and I felt lucky to be in a situation where like you said you know everything else stopped but I was able to not have to worry about the other things as much I mean obviously it wasn't great you know we all <laughs> suffered in our own ways but I definitely had the time and I and I didn't feel out of touch with the music or too depressed to to feel like I could be writing or you know I I wanted to use the time for as much as I can so yeah so you got pro tools at home and you can just do stuff at home that to mm -hmm. kind of get yeah yeah and I mean that's the way that I've worked for a long time so it's literally just a matter of getting the time to demo out these things and then the whole process of getting them out to the players that will play on it and the second that you have any moving pieces and it's out of your hands and things start to take longer and here we are a couple of years later right so it's again that's why i want to get it out there as soon as i can because i hate to make everybody wait as much as i have to yeah yeah totally 
Um, I assume your fans are are waiting too with bated breath. So that that's oh, good. Thank you. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, and we didn't mention right, but Lavender Mountains is coming out with a music video. Um, that'll premiere on May tenth as well. Um, do you like kinda, doing music videos, or is it more of a chore? I do. Okay. No, I do. Um, I definitely like it better when I feel like I have an idea for it, you know, mm. because you're always just kind of like, okay, so what are we going to do, you know, and it's hard to make it creative and, and good and fun and check all the boxes. Um, but I do like doing them. I, I'm so glad that it's an art form that's staying alive somehow, because I think we were threatened to have it gone for so many years with oh, so totally. many, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and nobody ever thought that that was going to survive. Um, even with YouTube, right? So I'm I'm kind of happy that it's still not an expectation, but that people do it, you know? Yeah, it's really, so I'm a Gen Xer. So mm. I'm old. So I, I remember life before MTV and yeah. then MTV, I, I, you know, I've got two boys. I've got a 21 and an 18 year old and I try to like explain to them. What? Like, you don't look like you're old enough to have a 21 year old. Oh my gosh. What? You're my favorite guest ever. You're no, like but you're very sweet. That's crazy. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'm 55. Can you believe it? No, it happened. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, but it was, you know, there was the culture is so disparate now, right? There's mm. a million choices. Mm -hmm. Um, and and growing up in the 80s, you know, even when we had cable, which my parents never bought, like they were like they weren't doing that. Um, but I go over to my friends' house. There was maybe you know, cable had like. 13 channels like it was yeah. like and we thought that was amazing um, but, yeah, it, and it was. but we we spent hours just sitting there watching mtv just waiting for the videos that we loved mm -hmm. um so it must be interesting as you create something now because right part of the reason you, you do a video is that you wanted maybe somebody who's not like a guitar nerd like me but likes good music see something visually that intrigues them and then they get back into what you do musically correct yeah i mean you know i actually had a similar upbringing to you just I don't know if it's because you know Israel is not like behind the times or anything like that and it wasn't in the 90s but I kind of grew up with that whole like we didn't have cable for a long time we didn't have a VCR or you know internet when that was around like I felt like I got to those things kind of late and MTV was still very much a thing I mean I probably was watching different music videos in the 90s <laughs> than you were but yeah. I I fell in love with it the same way and that's kind of why my first music video ended up having dancers in it you know what I mean and was really a pop video because to me that was just kind of the culmination of this is what I grew up on I love a lot of things about that music this is kind of my instrumental answer to how I would see that in my head you know and so it, it kind of makes sense when you think about it like that, how I ended up here. Yeah. And also I would think it makes you, your point of view and your creative side different than a lot of people because of that. It's different definitely experience. different. I, de I mean, listen, I definitely understand that I had a different upbringing than a lot of people my age. That was definitely very clear when I moved to the States at 12. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, I get that. <laughs> yeah. It was it Boston. Yeah. Where'd you move to? Yeah. Boston area. So that's got to be interesting because Boston's a pretty insular town. Like there's people, that have, their families have been there for nine, 10, 12 generations. It's very interesting, you know, yeah. it's not a new, like Vegas where you are now, that's a new right. city. And, it's a new city. Exactly. And it's uh -huh. a small town, really. You know, people don't think about it like that, but Vegas is not a big city. Um, but you're right. I mean, we moved to the suburbs and 
it, it made sense for my family in a lot of ways because there's a lot of Jewish people and my, my mom's a Hebrew teacher by trade and she fell like right into the exact community that would have been perfect for her. Like, you know, there were a lot of ties that uh, made sense for us to be in that location in a lot of ways. It, it's not to say that I didn't feel like a foreigner, but I was very much into the idea of, of moving before I knew what a culture shock it was going to be. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so you, so were you listening to a lot of USA rock and roll before you came over here? Mm -hmm. So when that's you why I was so excited, you know, I was like, they're taking me to extremes hometown. I knew oh, so they were together extreme at the over time. There. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Funny. I was, I was like that really dorky 10 to 12 year old that like nobody in school understood, you know what I mean? I was such a, and in Israel too, at that time, at least, uh, girls were not into sports at all and i was that tomboy and so i was kind of made fun of for that and i was given a lot of these idyllic ideas of like oh well you know in the states like all the girls play sports you're gonna fit right in and all this stuff and you know in reality it's not that easy when uh when you've been moved across the world even when you i spoke the language even that you know didn't make it simple yeah so but I'm no, so grateful for it now. You know what I mean? Like for the few years that it, it took to, to adjust, I, I got my whole life, you know? Yeah. Well, you're kind of living so, what the American dream is supposed to be. It's great. It's crazy. And I, I still can't tell you if I'm, if I'm really, I don't feel like I, I'm like I'm American or Israeli. Like, I don't know what I am, you know, but I'm just, I'm here and Vegas is my home. So. Well, Vegas so. probably kind of feels reminiscent of home home it does it? yeah i think that's part of why it made so much sense to me for sure that that desert background kind of hit me in a certain way when i got here and i wasn't expecting that absolutely so uh obviously you're, you're a big nuno person i'm guessing yeah <laughs> so um he kind of blew the internet up with this new guitar I know, solo that made me so happy I mean, I mean, just beyond the fact that there's gonna be new extreme and that it's so good and everything but that it got the reaction that it should have gotten is just that makes me so happy as a fan. Yeah, because they've been they, one of my episodes recently. I, I did a whole thing about how we've been people have been saying the guitar is dying since I don't know 1980, 81. With, people love saying that though. Yeah, don't right? they? Though? It's just like such a favorite. Like, look at what's happening out there. Are you kidding me? Like, there's so many like big touring bands that like are heavy guitar. But I mean, yeah, I saw man, like that Bridge. Mastodon and Gojira tour right now is like. Yeah killing it yeah i saw alter bridge and uh wolfgang van halen here not that long oh, ago nice that's yeah. a great show wow yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah i think that uh it's I think been we're fine yeah i think we are more than fine <laughs> yeah. so so yeah you get to see, i mean that's gotta as a guitar player i'm thinking like wouldn't you love to have rick biato's mind be blown so much that he broke down one of your solos yeah of course i mean that would be an honor you know so did you have you ever met these dudes since extreme yeah 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 um i i've had kind of a you know like a, a fan a fan fangirl 12 year old girl relationship with that when i was like chasing all of them around boston whenever any one of them did like any kind of appearance or anything so they kind of knew me as that and they were very uh like very gracious with all that and like let me come to sound checks and, and that's things great. because i wasn't old, because i wasn't old enough to to go to club shows you know um so gary for example is someone who was just so wonderful that way and i've known him since then and it's just so funny because no one expected me to like grow up into being a musician and do all this stuff and you know and it's it's just like 
he always tells me that he's proud and all this stuff and he's just like you know he never would have thought that this like random little girl fan that from the early 2000s <laughs> it's just funny so they're all super supportive and and sweet and great that's guys. great i'm not yeah. surprised to hear but i'm happy you know um my wife's grandma always used to say that kindness doesn't cost a thing and it you know just being kind and yeah. look at the look how much that's reverberated in your life it's been amazing and you know what like i always think back to that especially and i think that taught me how to treat other people mm -hmm. like in such a big <clears throat> in such a big way um, so, so, but you're not a Washburn player. You're, you're an Ivan. I know, person. but I do, I do love that M4 though. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of magic in that guitar and there, and a lot of like specs that I would steal from it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Ivan is it just because you just love the feel of it? Is it because, you know, Steve I and Satriani and a bunch of other guys play, what made you an Ivan person? I mean, I, I always loved the brand. I always thought that the, the feel of the wizard neck and all those types of things are very conducive to to what we do and um and also that the rgs are a little bit more versatile than they're sometimes given credit for which mm -hmm. is part of the reason why i've done so many random videos of different things on a bright yellow guitar you know because it really it really is you know like it, it gets typecasted sometimes it's easy to do that um but you know they provided so many great instruments with whatever i've needed and between that and the fact that it serves kind of a specific purpose and as a fan of of the brand and someone who just liked the guitars i was lucky to to fall into that place absolutely i'm actually going to show you which won't i'll just put it in the show notes a picture of it but i thought you would get a kick mm -hmm. out of it so i have behind me the first like real guitar like i i bought and paid for mm -hmm. hang on i thought you'd get a kick this is out gonna be good <laughs> Oh, nice. So it's a 1989 S5. Wow. F5 yeah, it's older than you. That must... No, that? no, it's not. It's younger than me. Just is a it? Bit yeah, a little okay. bit. Isn't that pretty, um, though? I still it have it. It, I've it had must it. play great. It does play great. I've had yeah. it for 33 years. Doesn't that be possible? You know what? <laughs> Guitars like that are like rescue dogs, though. Yeah. Like, they need the home. <laughs> Yeah, it's just funny. You just you can't you can't part from it. Um, this oh. guitar has been all over. It's been I you know I graduated college. I moved to Austin, Texas. It's been there. It's been back up you know here in the yeah. Midwest. It's been out to Arizona. We lived in Phoenix for a while. Wow, that guitar has been through every kind of humidity slash dryness that it could yep. ever go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just got the fret stressed on it and stuff, and it's it plays great. So I believe it. That's yeah. that's funny. Um, so. Let's talk a little bit about Vegas. Obviously, you're mm -hmm. out there because of Cirque du Soleil. Mm -hmm. um, there, you know, I've been to Vegas several times, and everybody I ever met who was from Vegas, there's this whole other part of Vegas that has nothing to do with the Strip and stuff. And exactly. I, I've seen you on Instagram. You're outside a lot. So for people, as who, much as possible in this, yeah, in this climate. <laughs> so what do you like? What do you like to do that's not the Vegas usual out there? Uh, well. The thing about Vegas is that, you know, like you said, outside the the strip, it's a completely different life for locals. And what I've always liked about it is that, you know, it's it's a smallish town. There's never any traffic. It's like everything is accessible and anything that you might want to do is is close and reasonably cheap and around. But you can also have like the super quiet suburban living if that's what you want too. So, you know, really outside the strip, it's just really any town USA in a, in a lot of ways, mm. but with a lot of accessibility to things. And so 
quality of life is really high and and the desert is beautiful and like seriously the second that you get off the strip you don't you could be in phoenix you could be you know really anywhere else um so i think that's what attracted me to it and it's not like i spend time on the strip for fun unless i have a really good reason because that is a totally totally different thing <laughs> but uh but yeah we also have a downtown that's great and there's a lot of great stuff going on there a lot of good music every night outdoors great musicians and like you know there's just there's a lot here did you watch hacks at all are you a fan of hacks, hacks are awesome I, hacks I mean, funny it's not exactly it? realistic obviously no very but it's, funny though it's very funny and i yeah you know i i can't i can't say that i shows like that that take place in a anywhere that is so dear to me like i'm kind of a sucker for that i can't help it oh it's fun though it's you a know. good it's a really good show yeah and, you need uh, we need shows that are you know i love shows like the wire or you know um breaking bad or the but mm -hmm. sometimes you need a show i know <laughs> there's already so, like so much shit going on in the yeah. world <laughs> yeah. so what do you like to do to decompress what are your hobbies that are not music related so we do go outside my dog and i as much as we can when it's not a million degrees outside mm -hmm. we're pretty much at the end of the season now i think um I love, you know, just friends and hanging out with them, coffees, you know. Um, I do have some vintage Legos I grew up with that I really love. <laughs> I didn't even know, you know vintage Legos were a thing. They really, well, apparently they, I didn't either, you know, but apparently, apparently they are. That's so, great. Yeah, I, you know. I, I still curse Legos because I've stepped on enough of them. Well, there, there is that, you know. Mm -hmm. I have friends that like, dog bones and dog toys are like the grown-up version of stepping on legos where it's just mm -hmm. like oh <laughs> i'm lucky that my, mike is not really a toy guy so that's that's good yeah so did you uh who are some guitar players you so people are getting to know you they're guitar players that you are like a fan of and love that people would be surprised that it's something completely different than how surprised? you play i mean brad paisley is incredible i don't know if people would think that i would know that maybe i don't know i mean because country so guys are stupid good a lot oh of stupid them. good yeah Vince but Gill. I mean, yeah i mean yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so uh i i feel like i have a pretty good grasp on what's out there so i don't know if people would be surprised but do you like andy timmons since he's a fellow he's I my yeah I, I was gonna say that he's him and nuno i mean those are pretty much like the two guys that i really grew up on andy knows he's my favorite <laughs> He's such a I sweet always guy. tell him he's, he's my such favorite. a nice guy. He's the nicest. Oh my god. Yeah. Just sunshine radiates from him always. So um he, he's been on. He's great. Um yeah. and, and if, if Nuno's listening, Nuno can come on anytime. You know, I would love to talk to Nuno. Um I bought porno graffiti when it came out on CD. Yes. That's how long ago that's been. Um and he's not a you talk about me not aging. <laughs> yeah, what's those up guys, with that band? Oh my god, right? Well, that's the thing, you know, like they were always like into healthy living and it's paid off. Absolutely. <laughs> they I mean, were really I, the band that were almost like the poster child for that. Yeah. I saw Gary do a kick in one of the videos. Like, like um, I'd tear something if I did that. <laughs> I know. And he's still like climbing on like rafters on stage and stuff. I hope they come here. They haven't announced here yet, but I hope so. And, and Living Color is opening up. And if you're, yeah, a, you're a 90s I, person. I, I know. I'm going to, I think I'm going to be able to catch the Anaheim show. Uh, so I'm very excited. That's great. I haven't seen Extreme. And I mean, I, I've seen them do things here and there, but like a full set, 
it's been a while and especially get to getting to hear new stuff live i mean i can't wait to hear that stuff live now that it's been out there and we know what's coming absolutely 15 years between albums it's hard to believe i can't believe 2008 was 15 years ago right like i felt like that was a new album for, for a long time absolutely so did you go to nam since we just talked about anaheim or did you skip it this year not this year no <laughs> That's fine. I just, I, you know, I know, I know nobody I, went last year. It seemed I like. know. No, I laugh because, you know, I, I've gone to so many NAMs and as much as there's great hangs and you get to catch up with people, it's such a source of anxiety for me that the fact that I don't feel like I have to anymore kind of makes me laugh because I'm, because that's way better. <laughs> so um, I feel like a healthier person not going to NAM. Well, you know, um, Chris McLernan, who's a friend who's was the bass player for Saigon Kick, mm. um, he he would call it Namthrax. Oh yeah, that's, he said, that's every year I'd go term. to Nam, I'd get sick. Uh, yeah, ever that's that's the term. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Um, not funny, yeah. but I, I could yeah. see why you skipped it. Did uh, so? Let's talk about your 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 current gig at night. Mm -hmm. So uh, to walk me through this. So like, what time do you have to show up for Cirque? Um, uh, our show call would be five thirty if there's no uh rehearsal or anything like that beforehand um and this is such a starts at seven okay so i played in bands in the 90s my uniform is kind of what i'm wearing now a black t-shirt and jeans <laughs> right right this right, is right. quite a get up you have on oh yeah yeah and uh i was just talking in an interview yesterday about how it, it, it's like training for every other gig and then you go and you pick up your own guitar and you're wearing a t-shirt or whatever and you're like this is so easy <laughs> you know because you're not wearing armor you got uh, armor yeah. on and, and what's with the guitar like it's got something what's the deal with that like um so it's it's a mahogany guitar it's got a big oh my god body so yeah it, it, it is it is um the body itself is also like very thick you know it's just it's it's a big guitar um big headstock there's a firework behind the headstock that you shoot Shoots fire off. with during the beat it solo um but you know it's a it's a great custom guitar is built by um uh, jim poisson i think he uh pronounces it. it's a luthier here in town and they were built custom for the show they do play great you know they're great guitars they're they sound great and mahogany they're just built to specs that don't make sense for the player they make sense for the show but that's yeah. that's gonna, what it's gonna be you know what i mean like it's a circus Soleil show that makes sense on some level from their perspective so how many shows a week are you doing so when I, i'm not full-time right now which is amazing uh when when i was the the show runs it's 10 shows a week wow 48 weeks a year sometimes 12 you know it, it's terror it's it's completely not sustainable so i did that for two years and burned out on that pretty hard uh and now i do four shows a month on average and it's um it's i mean it's literally 10 percent the amount of shows i used to do and so it's like it, it feels like a, a dream i can't even believe they're letting me do that <laughs> so that sounds great yeah, it's amazing. I, I hope they let me do that forever. Like I'll do that forever, you know, because it's so easy to to cater to my other stuff that I have going on. And and like if I can like say yes to everything for a while, I will. I don't want to bail on anybody. Yeah. Well, it's probably nice not to travel. There's the, I mean, yeah, when I'm home and and I'm already here, then yeah, that's an extra for sure. I always felt like Billy Joel was like the only person who figured it out. 
Mm-hmm. And he's just he like, everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'll just yeah. Madison Square Garden. I want to do a show, sell it out and stuff. I That's my commute. I'm out on the road. You know, more yeah. people should do this. I completely agree. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And I saw you you playing the national anthem at the hockey game. Yeah, they made you, they made you wear the ago. get up. Yeah, because it was a Cirque thing. Uh, it's Cirque has uh, a lot of different appearances with the Golden Knights, different shows at different times. Well, this uh, is re- that, that was their inaugural season, so it was like a big Vegas yeah. theatrical event, I guess. In, in Las Vegas, it was theatrical. Yeah. Yeah, no, you they yeah, I know it's hard to believe, but <laughs> that they could turn hockey into a spectacle. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm just always amazed that they have hockey in Florida, they have hockey in Nevada, but we I live in Kansas City, we do not have hockey, which doesn't make any sense to me, but what do I know? That's true. What, that's I don't true. Know. But everybody's so crazy about the Chiefs here. Maybe they don't feel like, you know. Maybe they're not. Yeah, maybe they're they're fine. Yeah. Well, this is, I, I'm sad to say this because I, I grew up, um, my mother is a huge influence on my life and she taught phys ed and, and had to, you know, I, that's who I played catch with. That's who mm-hmm. I shot hoops with. Like she was very yeah. much an iconoclast. Um, I don't know what episode I'm on. Really. <laughs> I'm at like 140. I don't know where I, wow. uh, you're, you're the first woman guitarist. Uh, and, and that's a shame. I, I've asked other, Samantha Fish is from here. I've asked her, I've never mm-hmm. heard back and stuff, but that, uh, wh- what would your, what would you say to young young girls that think that they might want to do this? Why should they do this? You know, I never thought about gender. It never really occurred to me. Uh, maybe because I have brothers and no one really brought it up to be a gender-centric thing. Playing guitar no, shouldn't be. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Yeah, it shouldn't be. And so it's almost like I, I didn't really know better. And it, saved me, it served me really well because it shouldn't matter. And so if we just take the focus away from it, I think the focus should always be the music. And so if you're doing anything for the love of the music, that's the right reason. And uh, good things will come if you focus on that, I think. Absolutely. I just, men are dopes. I know. (laughs) I'll give you a specific example. I played in a band for years and we had a female bass player and I can't tell you how many people are like, you got a girl in your band? Like, yeah, she's, she's good. She's on time. Well, She's prepared. Pe- far Definitely. fewer people say that now. We can we can definitely be sure. I of hope that. so. It's not to say it's not out there, you know, but it we're definitely, you know, we're we're in a, we're heading towards a good place. I think. Good because it shouldn't matter at all. No, it should. It's the dumbest thing ever. It's like it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Have you been here to Kansas City? Um. I don't think I have, but oh, I'm okay. I'm going. Are we going there with Jeff Clock? Maybe I don't not. know. I don't know. To, I have to check the the dates. You you need to come here. I want to say it, I must have been there at some point, but I can't can't recall. Yeah, it's a great music town. Yeah, that's what I hear. Well, especially the history is amazing. You've got all the the jazz cats that hung out that's here and, and made it here. I mean, Charlie Parker was from here um, right. and changed the world, and then. Count Basie was discovered. He's not a native, but he was discovered. Mary Lou Williams, talk about somebody who doesn't get her due. Yeah. Phenomenal jazz pianist and composer and arranger and band Mm -hmm. leader. Um, People don't know what a badass she was. She Mm -hmm. was here for a long time. So, yeah, you should come. I should. Absolutely. So, for people who are getting to hear you for the first time, uh, I appreciate you coming on and and doing it. What's the best way for them to follow you? Uh, well, I mean, I'm on all the social media things, uh, N-I-L-I-B-R-O-S-H will, will make you, you know, you'll find it. 
Uh, and you can type that added.com go to my website there's all the stuff is there too all my dates all my everything that's kind of nice to have a name that's that unique <laughs> i'm so lucky with that right you know it's funny i always thought i i like it better in a in an english context than in in israel in the hebrew one i don't know why uh it just sounds light and memorable and unique enough to i could probably go by just my first name and be fine that that it's that always cool. felt like such a cool. yeah i was like wow i'm that's a huge bonus thanks mom and dad so yeah well yeah. you could have been james green that's what i got i could yeah i could have been i could have been a lot of things i could have been like sarah cohen or you know or something like that so yeah. so before we go um i have siblings i'm fascinated that you were able to get along well enough with your brother that you guys could be in a band together because i can tell you right now there's no way in hell that would have ever happened with me, <laughs> me, any of my siblings. So how did you make that work? How does that work? Um, you go on tour, you do what you got to do, you know? I don't know. So is he older? Yeah. And you played rhythm. I saw an interview. I watched an interview with you. Um, mm -hmm. So do you just, you're there to learn and that stuff? So you you just take second fiddle, it's okay? Or did was there any conflict? Or do you get along fine? Or how did it, how did it work? I, I mean, that was that was my role in the in the band and everything um and unfortunately i didn't really get to spend that much more time doing it before i kind of went on to do other things that took took up more time so you, I, I, I it just didn't last very long unfortunately are you the youngest in your family or do you have other mm -hmm. siblings see i'm the youngest yeah. i'm youngest of four me too yeah are you really yeah we we have two other older brothers we're the two youngest yeah, I always would say it's, it's people be like, what's it like having three older sisters? And I'm like, it's like having four moms. I know. Well, see, I'm telling you, it's like I'm so I've been so overprotected my whole life. It's just like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. totally. Well, it's very nice to meet you. I've been aware of you, you for too. a while. Uh, and I always love talking to guitar players since that's Thank my, you. It's that's been my really fun. One. So before we go, last question, my question of the year is what's okay. your what's your travel hack? Everybody needs a. Ooh. musicians travel constantly so what what do you do to make travel a little less awful um you know i always like pack my lunch or you know what i mean like when it, before i go to the airport i'm always there's always a good sandwich from home i try not to like have to rely on airport food if i get stuck or anything like that that's like my my go-to is like i have to have a backup solid something to eat absolutely because airport foods not only is it terrible it's really expensive it's really expensive it's terrible yeah and yeah so that's great well that uh, seems like a very simple answer but it's kind no, of a good it's, one, it's so. been it's been so interesting because so last year i did what's your, what's a vinyl album that i probably don't have in my collection i should totally mm, have in my collection that's a good one too right yeah um and that made me go out and buy a lot more vinyl than i already and i already have hundreds and hundreds. i have all my my dad was a jazz musician i have all his oh dad, wow nice i have all his jazz first run verb and stuff so and then i have all stuff and then wow. i ran out and bought even my, my, my wife is lovely and she's wonderful but she probably wasn't thrilled that i went out and bought even more <laughs> so i figured this year's question would be a little you know a little easier on the wallet i guess is yeah. what i was thinking but uh that's that's, that's great fair. uh it, it's been a delight you, you're phenomenal thank um, you so much Thanks you make me want to you make me want to practice more if i could just find oh. the time uh, practice a lot tell more. me about it i would love to have more hours in a day to play guitar we all would 
Absolutely. It's the best thing ever. It is the best thing ever. Yeah. You, yeah. You're just in the moment, man. You aren't worried about the bills and what you're doing tomorrow. You just totally zen. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's great. Absolutely. I'm playing tonight. It'll be fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks so much. And if you ever come here, I'll come out and say hi. Awesome, Jamie. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good day. You too. Nelly Brosh, everyone. This is one of the two new tracks. Uh, I'm not playing all of these tracks just because the album has been not released yet. I have down in the show notes links to the YouTube. So when those do go live, you want to hear the whole track, you can do that. Uh, thanks so much to Nelly. She's, she's fabulous. And I'm not only saying that because she flattered me and made me feel good that it, she didn't think I was uh, 55 and could be old enough to have a 21-year-old son. I, I, am, I am that vain. I, I will take that as a huge compliment uh, and, and make it my week. So thanks, Nelly. Before we go, she is going to be a part of this baby clock tour this summer. And, and I got a bone to pick with Kansas City promoters. I don't ever want to keep seeing this where it goes from basically St. Louis on September 27th, Maryland Heights. Then it goes up to Omaha. And I'm a native Nebraskan. I mean, I'm fine with Nebraska and my hometown of Lincoln especially. But why would you go from St. Louis past Kansas City, up to Omaha, and then go all the way out to Denver, and never come out. We gotta stop skipping KC. I don't know what the problem is. Let's figure it out, because uh, I would love to see Neely play live. It's great. All right, that's gonna do it for today. Two weeks from today, on May 15th, the amazing Anastasia Elliott. You're gonna dig her. She is way into not only her music and her background with a great opera background and a great piano player, but she's all about visual arts, too. So she is going to take us on a journey. She was uh, talking at NAMM. That's how she came on my radar. That is two weeks from today. Until then, go out, support live music. We'll talk real soon. Bye-bye.